EPA does more than propose and carry out environmental regulations. It also works with states, counties, and cities to help finance environmentally related projects, like sewers. That's where the EPA's Environmental Financial Advisory Board comes in. In fact, the agency is considering some new members right now. With more on what the board does and how it works, the director of the EPA's Office of Wastewater Management, Andrew Sawyers. Mr. Sawyers, good to have you on. Thank you, Tom. Tell us about this board. This goes back some. Is it part of the EPA? Is it external to the EPA? Tell us how it works. Uh, Thanks for asking about this board. Uh, uh, It's been around for almost 20 years. It's the Environmental Finance Advisory Board, as you noted previously. It's an advisory committee on uh, uh, has a lot of financial experts uh, across the country who provide advice to the administrative EPA. Uh, so it's within the agency, and it's currently housed within the Office of Water. Uh, provide advice on all projects within the agency, not just water projects, uh, air, brownfields, uh, just the, the suite of environmental issues that you would be thinking about. Um, as you ask, uh, it was established about 20 years ago, and uh, essentially it was established to help the agent to think about uh, financing environmental improvements and at both the national level as well as the local level, uh, figure out ways to attract private capital, uh, help to uh, get state uh, environmental uh, finances uh, to support those projects. And it's an incredibly important uh, uh, board, I think, uh, before I actually came to the agency. I was a member of this board. has a really important role in helping to address uh, public health issues, uh, environmental issues. So, uh, again, uh, to your question, a uh, pretty significant board in helping to finance, uh, uh, helping to make sure environmental uh, improvements are cost-efficient and beneficial to customers across the United States. Well, give us an example of the type of investment it might have looked at and tried to maybe line up capital for? There have been many. And so as you think about the broader categories of activities within the agency, um, uh, I'll try and mention a few and perhaps focus on one. So we, we have like five categories of uh, um, activities that typically the board uh, uh, provides advice to the agency, generally cost-effective environmental management. So that uh, touches on a suite of environmental uh, activities, uh, state revolving loan funds, which I think you've heard of before, which uh, just about every single uh, state within uh, the, the, the country, there is a SRF built. There are two SRFs, actually. There is one for drinking water. There is one for wastewater. Uh, there are a lot of the projects, a lot of the advice of the board over the years uh, touch on the SRFs. Helping, how do we finance green infrastructure? How do we help our communities to look better? How do we utilize the SRF to leverage and expand uh, the federal resources to ensure that we have enough resor- uh, have enough money to, to fund these projects. One of the more recent ones that's still ongoing uh, now is the stormwater infrastructure funding. Um, as a part of the American Water Infrastructure Act of 2018, uh, Congress instructed the agency to establish a stormwater uh, infrastructure financing task force. And the task force was actually established under the auspices of EFAB uh, as a work group that reports to the full board. And the thinking there is that stormwater uh, is a fairly significant issue across the country. It's perhaps one of the few areas that we haven't quite uh, come to full grips on in terms of how we address uh, the impacts related to stormwater. And so the recommendations from the board will be uh, really important. The recommendations obviously will be made to the administrator to think about what are some of the sources of funding that will help to address issues around affordability, help to address issues around the adequacy of funding, 
to, to help address stormwater, uh, again, both at local, state, and national levels. Uh, in other areas where, where the board has actually provided advice to the agency, uh, issues around pre-disaster resiliency, uh, that is like paying for flood control and stormwater infrastructure, uh, a lot of the activities I've also focused on, how do we actually get small systems? And as you look at some of the activities within some of the areas that uh, the agency has spent a lot of time uh, working on is helping small systems across the country uh, to get into compliance and have effective uh, management. Uh, a lot of the board advice over the years have also focused on that. How do we get small systems uh, to be better managed? How do we help small systems uh, to meet their obligations? And so the board has spent a lot of time providing recommendations around that. Also issues around waste management in rural Alaska. So it touches on both sort of the extreme issues, if you will. How do we help uh, low-income communities, poor communities, but also how do we expand and extend uh, the, the, the federal resources? How do we leverage the federal investment to attract additional capital? So it's a, it's a really important uh, program in that context, helping uh, low-income communities as well as helping to expand uh, the federal resources that we have available attracting new funds. We're speaking with Andrew Sawyers. He's director of the Office of Wastewater Management at the EPA. And what's the connection between the board and the other end of EPA if there is one, that is the rulemaking and regulation establishment? So the board actually was not established. uh, It's not established by statute. It was actually established at the discretion of the agency. And so it's an independent entity. None of the members work for EPA. There's a designated federal officer. His name is Ed Chu. Ed works uh, in Region 7. He's the deputy regional administrator there. But the board members are not EPA members. And so Typically, uh, there is very little linkage between uh, the board and rulemaking within the agency, but the board often provides advice on uh, key areas, uh, uh, key items that the agency is thinking about, whether it's, you know, how to, again, in this case, how do we implement uh, stormwater uh, funding, uh, the board would be able to provide advice there, but there's not a clear linkage between our rulemaking processes and how the board actually does its work. And how many members does the board have, and what types of people are on there? What kinds of backgrounds? You're in the midst of repopulating the board right now. So typically, again, it's about 25 to 35 members. Uh, we, I think we have been high as tw- uh, 35, and uh, and as you just noted, uh, we're at a point where several members will be expiring off, and so we're looking to uh, attract new members. Um, Historically, we have state, local government, uh, financial experts. At one point, uh, we had uh, quite a bit of um, experts from Wall Street. We we, uh, have mayors. We have community members. Uh, But generally, we like to have uh, uh, constituents on the board with uh, deep financial expertise because often you're looking for innovative financial uh, support uh, to help the agency to implement some of uh, some of the critical actions, critical items that we're uh, in the process of uh, working through. But uh, it's it's incredibly diverse. Uh, but generally, uh, you'll have a very diverse background of people who, uh, collectively, their recommendation are often uh, very helpful to the agency. And do they meet physically in person ever as a as a group? They do, actually. They meet twice a year, uh, typically uh, for about two days. Uh, and, and how it actually works, you have ad hoc work groups. So generally, the board will either develop the project or the, uh, the agency will ask the board to take a look at a project. 
and they would develop uh, separate work groups, if you will, and and so the work groups would uh, sit and uh, think through uh, how best uh, to address whatever the issues that they're working on, and then it would provide advice to the agency uh, through the designated federal officer who uh, ultimately reports are compiled and uh, either sent directly to the administrative EPA or uh, to the uh, the AA ship, if you will, the, the, whether it's the water office or the air office or any of the other offices on what those recommendations should be uh, to help implement those uh, programs or efforts. Now, in 20 years, there have been several administrators and at least three different administrations all having different political stripes. So it sounds like this is a pretty durable uh, institution that all of the sides kind of think is worthwhile. It is. It's 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 incredibly. It's an objective board, and generally, uh, it stays away uh, from uh, you know any specific uh, issues uh, in terms of uh, preferences, if you will. If you look at uh, I think over a hundred reports, they're all reports uh, uh, focused primarily on how do we finance uh, these transactions, how do we make uh, the government work better in terms of uh, uh, financial execution of specific projects. So. I think uh, your point is exactly correct. This is a board that uh, spends a lot of time looking at how best uh, to improve uh, government, how best to improve our financial operations, how best to finance uh, specific projects. And uh, it, it, again, uh, as you noted, very objective in terms of uh, its its purpose and how it executes uh, it, the deliverables. Andrew Sawyers is Director of the Office of Wastewater Management at the EPA. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. This has been a really, I was excited to have the opportunity to share with you. Uh, this board actually means a lot to us, obviously means a lot to me, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity to share with you some of the work we do. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Here the Federal Drive on your schedule, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.